This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And welcome back to Crab Apple's own WSHIT. I'm Jim Myers, focusing on Education Week here at WSHIT. We have so many teachers to be proud of here in Crab Apple. But none quite epitomizes the definition of kindness, caring, and love for our children like Rhonda McMillan. That's this year's Teacher of the Year. Rhonda doesn't know it, but we are going live into her classroom to take a sneak peek at what makes this teacher one of a kind. Say it! No pomegranates! Come on! No pomegranates! No pomegranates! No, 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 no pomegranates! None! I don't want them anywhere near here! Am I clear? Say the rule again. No pomegranates! Third grade teacher, Rhonda McMillan, keeping our toddlers free from the scourge of pomegranates, one seed at a time. It takes a village to raise a child, and Rhonda, your deft hand, is exactly what this village needs. We'll be right back after this commercial break. On this episode of the commercial break. I was just checking with my computer up in my head. Yep. Makes sense. When I used to snort a bunch of cocaine, it definitely affected me in one shape or form. My nasal passages were not the same the next day. I'm just, and the powder is about the same consistency, depending on who you get it from. If it's been stepped on, you know what I'm saying. If it's the, if it's the chunky chunky, then you know, then you're like, sweet, I'm gonna be up till Tuesday. I'm gonna fake a heart attack later on today. He goes to Lenox Mall, and they are just filming a day at Lenox Mall, right? Back in 1988. And he's just fascinated by everything. This is the most incredible mall I've ever seen in my entire life. Must be the biggest mall in the entire world. Must be, you know? Yeah. He's like so like dry and entertaining. And people are staring at him. Not because of any, not because he's hanging out with RuPaul or because he's gay or anything, but because he's got a camcorder right. in his hands. They think he's a movie star or something. He got his license the day ah. after freshman year started. And so his mom wow. gave him this little minivan to drive around. A Mitsubishi minivan that was yeah. basically hollowed out in the middle. It had two captain's chairs and a bench in the back. And it was like, he was like so it, I remember being there that first day he was driving around like on the police own. van? Uh, almost. Yeah. Or, a, you know, a pedophile van. I'm not right. sure which it was, but we were, you know, we were 15. Right, we were like kids ourselves. Wheels. Yeah, it's wheels. The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. We're back. From the dead. <laughs> From the Teresa Caputo. From the, yeah, we've made it through our Teresa Caputo drama. Wow, people got people are upset. Yeah? People get upset about that shit. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah. It's a joke. I mean, it's not really a joke. I actually <laughs> think she's a shitbag, windbag. But I mean, listen, I don't know Teresa Caputo personally. I mean, maybe she's a perfectly fine woman when she's not pretending to talk to dead people through that wig of hers. But, you know, yeah. is uh, the only thing I see of her, she's a shitbag, windbag. That's yeah. all I care about. It, it people got upset. It feels scammy. Oh, it's, like yeah. it's, it's like Bernie Madoff level bullshit. Yeah. And, you know, 
people get upset about that. Mm. But we knew that. We knew that was going to be a lightning rod. Some of the things we talk about here were like, oh, shit, people are going to get really pissed about that. We don't hear a fucking word. And then Teresa Caputo, <laughs> of all things. things. <laughs> okay, the whole internet comes out of the woodwork. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Jesus doesn't love you. <laughs> Jesus doesn't love me. Know, because it's right. Teresa Caputo? What does that have to do with Jesus? I know, right? <laughs> she, doesn't even, she doesn't even use the word Jesus. But I do have to give credit to the to our good friend Draco Wolf. Draco Wolf is a commenter on Facebook. So somebody put Jesus loves you. Like as if, you know, I think she was saying it in a way. I'm assuming the comment, how I took the comment on YouTube was Jesus loves you. Even though you're an asshole talking about, ah. you know, how spirits don't come to life. Whatever, right? <laughs> as if that was going to hurt our feelings or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then Draco Wolf replied, Jesus does not love you. <laughs> And then I said, well, that sucks because I was waiting on BTS tickets from him. <laughs> and he said, well done, commercial break. You win my subscription. Thank so Jocko Wolf sounds like a 1980s bad action flick villain. Uh-huh. Like, Jocko Wolf is coming to get us. You have to fight Jocko Wolf in the final scene to win the woman. To win Sarah Jessica Parker or one of the other Brat Packers. Remember the Brat Packers? Yes. Emilio Estevez and the whole game. Hey, I'm Brian. This is Chrissy and Happy Happy New New Year Year to you. Welcome to the commercial break. It's episode who gives a fuck and it's episode (laughs) who gives a shit. We just know we're back here in the studio producing fantastic content for you, my friends, and welcome aboard. TCBpodcast.com is where you go. You can find out more about Chrissy and I, read all the show notes. You can get access to our entire library there. I don't know how long it'll be up there, but for now it's there. So go ahead and do it. And please do us a favor. Go to the YouTube channel and subscribe if you want to see what we look like. If you want to see what Chrissy looks like. <laughs> if you'd like to see, to see what Chrissy looks like, go ahead and subscribe at YouTube.com slash The Commercial Break. At The Commercial Break on Instagram for exclusive content you can only find on Instagram. And interaction, pure, unadulterated interaction with Chrissy and I. Here's some really exciting <laughs> Adulterated interaction. That's what I should have said. And... uh And here's some exciting news from the land of the commercial break. We will be doing live Clubhouse shows. That means we're going to record some episodes inside of Clubhouse in the second week in April. That is the week of the whatever that 15th, the second one. Just I don't even know. I don't have a calendar. Uh I don't keep it. I just all runs together. The (laughs) second full week, we're going to be doing shows during the weekdays. If you would like access to Clubhouse and you don't have it and you have an iPhone, you can get a hold of us through a DM on Instagram and we'll make sure that we get you an invite properly and appropriately. And if you're already in Clubhouse at Brian Green, B R Y A N G R E E N, or at T C B Chrissy K R I S S Y, and then you can join the Commercial Break Club when the club members will be able to come in and interact with us during the show. We have some I can't fun stuff lined that. up. That's a lot of fun. That is going to be fun. We tested it one time to make sure that the technology was there. We didn't have any followers or any club members at that point, and I think we had like one person, <laughs> one person <laughs> <Drop> creeping. <in>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I don't, based on the language they were using to, to, to address their name, I don't even think they spoke English. So they were probably like, oh, very funny show. Very funny. It was Henry Fonda. Yeah, Henry Fonda. Ah, Henry Fonda. I don't know where that guy is, but uh, I'm sure he's going to come back with a vengeance one of these days. Yes, that's the way he works. I wanted to tell you that I have a raging toothache going on today. Oh, those yeah, are the worst. Yeah, doesn't that suck? Yeah. When I was a kid... We had a dentist, and that dentist was not a very nice person. He actually he actually was arrested for some kind of masochism with children. He was Jeez. like putting water into the needle that supposedly had you know uh, Novocaine in it. It was like a whole people are crazy. People are fucked up. They're really <laughs> fucked up. And so uh, this was my dentist when I was a kid. So I have a fear of dentists. Very sensitive teeth, and so I take I, I like I like manicure my teeth every night. I spend like twenty minutes on my teeth every mm-hmm. morning. I spend twenty minutes on my teeth in the afternoon. I brush after I eat because I don't want to go to the fucking dentist. I just don't for not for anything except for a cleaning. And I got a fucking oh, cavity. No. Man, does it hurt! It's like nothing like a hole in your tooth to brighten up your day. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't. I've had one cavity, so I don't in your entire life. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I had like one cavity a year going on there for like a nine year stretch. You but had, I can only imagine. Yeah, but the uh, sensitivity is awful. But mm-hmm. they, I was avoiding the dentist for a while there. I'd be like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, really? A cleaning? I can't make it today. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I just didn't want to. Yeah, COVID. <laughs> Back in 1984, COVID. I stumbled upon the most fascinating, and I'm just telling you that because if it sounds like I'm sounds like I'm a little nasally or under the weather, I think it has to do with the fact that my tooth's been hurting for 48 straight hours. Plus the pollen season. Oh, my God. It's just happen. awful. 
getting ready to happen. I have already have yeah. like a quarter inch of pollen on my car. I know. So when we went out to the car this morning to take Matias to school, he kept on repeating amarillo, yellow, amarillo, yellow. He speaks Spanish too. And he, uh, what I, I was like, what is he looking at? That he, and then I realized that he was oh. looking at the windshield. Oh, it was yellow. <laughs> Fucking disgusting, man. That shit gets in your nasal passages and screws all kind of shit up. Yeah, I'm I love feeling. Atlanta. But I hate the pollen. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. Everything's gorgeous. blooming. Gorgeous. I went on a walk this morning and everything's just birds are chirping and butterflies and but, so fun. But yeah, you have these clouds of dust <laughs> yes. that are just following you around. Yes. It's crazy. You can sometimes you can look in the trees like the and it's the stuff as you they can rustle. Yeah, as they rustle and yeah. the, the it's it's really the pine. I guess they call it the pine. Is it the pine? Mm. Yeah, the pine pollen or whatever. It's the, the stuff you can see is not the bothersome stuff. It's the stuff you cannot see oh, that's the bothersome I stuff. Realize. I didn't. Yeah, but I mean, I can't imagine that's snorting all that pollen <laughs> is like doesn't affect you in some way, shape, or form. Oh. I was just checking with my computer up in my head. Yep. Makes sense. When I used to snort a bunch of cocaine, it definitely affected me in one way, shape, or form. My nasal passages were not the same the next day. I'm just and the powder's about the same consistency depending on who you get it from. If it's been stepped uh-huh. on you know what I'm saying? If it's the if it's the chunky chunky, then you know, then you're like, sweet, I'm gonna be up till Tuesday. Right. I'm going to fake a heart attack later on today. <laughs> but sometimes you can walk. You can be driving. Like we'll go up to South Carolina uh, sometime soon to, to visit my parents. And we'll just drive these, you know, up in North Georgia where there's just lots of trees. That's yes. all it is. And if it's a windy day, you can see clouds of yellow dust just, I mean, yeah, huge like, clouds of yellow dust just <laughs> yeah. traveling across the highway. It's insane. It's it's like snow. That's the best thing do, that you do can. Do other parts of the country get it like us? I got to imagine. Yeah. I mean, I think we're known for it, but mm-hmm. I got to imagine. I don't remember this happening in Chicago. Right. No. I think it's places with pine trees, mm. and I think uh, southeast of the United States is pretty much where all where where they grow natively here. And then we have the dogwoods, and those bloom too, and those are beautiful. But they also let off a lot of stink. So, yeah. uh, hey, I wanted to mention. This episode is sponsored in part by Squarespace. Back in 2020, when we first started the commercial break, Astrid and I would pick up consulting jobs helping other quote-unquote creative types get their podcasts up and going. And one of the services that we offered was to build them a website. I used the word build, but that may be overselling what we did because we used Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. So whether you're just starting a new business, you're a creative type that needs an outlet or you've had a business for a while and need a new web presence, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything on your terms. I used to work in the internet marketing business and one of the things that I sold at that business was search engine optimization. Search engine optimization could cost tens of thousands of dollars a month, but Squarespace has SEO tools built into the platform. And another thing I really like about Squarespace is their ability to help you build a course that you can market and sell online. Plus, you're going to need to get paid for that course, and Squarespace has all the payment tools built in. Go to squarespace.com right now for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash commercial to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. And thanks to Squarespace for being a sponsor of the commercial break. I wanted to tell you about this YouTube channel that I found. <laughs> okay. I don't have any clips of it because uh, I personally, I don't think it's like, I don't think it's like comic material, even though a lot of it is very funny and interesting. I just, from a pure interest standpoint, I wanted to tell you about this YouTube channel I, I found. It's called Five Ninth Avenue Project. The the Number five, mm-hmm. spelled out Ninth Avenue Project. Mm-hmm. And there is a guy who lived here in Atlanta, or I think he actually lived in South Carolina, but was here in Atlanta quite frequently back in the mid and late 80s. Mm-hmm. And he would travel between New York and Atlanta with a young RuPaul. Oh, wow. Right? And some other, like uh, Michael uh, Aleg, the guy who was doing throwing the parties, the like, what do they call the party monster um, mm. that was throwing the parties back in the 80s that may or may not have murdered somebody. Oh my God. Do, you, do you remember? No. Do you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> okay. So you got to remember that this is the height of the AIDS epidemic, yeah. right? And yeah. this gentleman, uh, who's a gay gentleman, is documenting every moment, it seems like, of his life for about five years oh, on wow. a VHS handheld, yeah. 
you know, video recorder, camcorder. Yeah, like the big clunky kind. Right. And he's just, I mean, even though he's in the gay community and and things are very lively and he's having a lot of fun, obviously, and he's hanging out with RuPaul, right? He's just like a normal Joe, but he is literally vlogging his entire life before you even know that vlogging is going to be a thing. Yeah. He's quite frank. And he's now being credited with being one of the first vloggers ever. I love ever stuff like this. I love looking at pictures and videos from that era. It is so fucking fast. I mean, the guy going to McDonald's is fucking fascinating. Him yeah. traveling in a car from New York to Atlanta is fucking fascinating. Him, him walking the streets of, of Atlanta back in the 80s oh, is I'd fucking fascinating. His entire life almost is documented. And I think they keep like releasing these new videos that they find, like edited or unedited. He releases, a, there's, there's there's a video of the day before he died. Oh my he died gosh. of a heart attack. But um, this is like his family, family and friends. Yeah, his friends. I think. Yeah, I think his yeah. friends or his partner is the one who who actually okay. found the all these videotapes and then wow. decided to put them together. Oh, I can't wait. To it watch is the this. most interesting thing in yeah. the world, and I I shudder to think that only you know a couple hundred thousand views have been had of the channel because it really is the most fascinating reality show I've ever seen in my entire life. I can't stop watching these videos <laughs> at night. I'm like, this is awesome. This is incredible. And I hope you find yourself hooked or addicted. And if you're interested, you know, go watch it. This is a snapshot of what it's like to be a gay man in the in the 80s during the height mm-hmm. of the AIDS uh, epidemic. Though there's not a lot of conversation about that. Right. You can just take yourself back to that time when yeah. there's a lot of stress and fear going on in the community. He's going to these parties where Andy Warhol is, where the party monster is. He's in the like the nightlife of the Atlanta, of the drag, you know, the drag queens that were happening at Backstreet, yes. the famous club here oh, in Atlanta. Yeah. It is just so fucking entertaining <laughs> that you can't wait. help. And he's walking around with his camcorder. He goes to Lennox Mall. He goes to Lennox Mall and they are just filming a day at Lennox Mall, right? <laughs> Back in 1988. And he's just fascinated by everything. This is the most incredible mall I've ever seen in my entire life. Must be the biggest mall in the entire world. Must be, you know. He's like so like dry and entertaining. And people are staring at him. Not because of any, not because he's hanging out with RuPaul or because he's gay or anything, but because he's got a camcorder in his hands. They think he's a movie star or something, right? He's just like, people are like waving to him and he's like, wave, hey, you know, waving back. The thing is, he's carrying this thing and filming himself the entire time. Can you imagine just carrying a camcorder around, this heavy camcorder around for hours at a time? It's crazy. It's crazy. It's so awesome. (laughs) We thought that the real world was the first reality show ever. Yeah, this is it though. Here's the part that sucks for everybody. And maybe maybe it was meant to be this. Obviously, it was meant to be this way. The, he was working on a television deal to put his life, to put these videotapes out there to the world. And apparently had codified some kind of television deal or was in deep talks to, codif- to, to put these out to the world in some edited fashion. And he passed away at a young age. Oh, I know. Sad. But now we get to see like the... He lives Unadulterated. On. Yes, he lives on. He lives on. And work. I just got to tell you, Chrissy, I hope you get as hooked as I do. Five Ninth Avenue Project. We are not sponsored by them. I am not saying this for any other reason, except I think that if, you know, if you're into that kind of thing, there's it's hours and hours of wonderful entertainment. When I'm sitting here nice. editing videos late until the night, I'm like, <laughs> I got to have a friend. I feel like he's my friend now. Yeah. You know, you ever get that way? Yes. You ever started to get into a television show or like uh-huh. you're some kind of YouTuber and you're like, wow. Wonder yes. what my, wonder what he's up to, right? Then <laughs> you remember it's 1989. It's like, oh, it's, you know, he's not around to to hang out. Uh, okay, I'm getting concerned. Taking a breath. I had to take a deep breath. I take a deep breath, and and my my tooth hurts. Um, I had I'm getting concerned about my children. Oh, yes, I'm getting concerned about their dating lives. <laughs> There's. <okay. laughs> It's kind of young to start worrying about that yet, but... Well, I mean, it is. Hi, Brian. It's your mom. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm my... My mom didn't give a shit who I dated. Never mind. That's a, my mom was not interested. She would invite people, you know. <laughs> please date she, my son. Yeah, please date my son. I just need another friend. <laughs> I need somebody else to talk to. Hi! How are you and Brian doing? How's things going? <laughs> hey, Chrissy. If you were, if you were dating me... Back when I was 15 years old, uh-huh. it was likely your phone was going to ring. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Chrissy. It's Mrs. Green. How are you? Hi, Mrs. Green. Hi. Hi. What are you doing? 
A podcast. A podcast. Oh, that sounds very interesting. It is 1996, remember? There's this thing <laughs> to the internet. Was but okay, we'll suspend Going the to the mall. for one second. Going to the mall? <laughs> How are you and Brian doing? Fantastic. Oh, he's such a handsome young man, isn't <laughs> he? He is. Looks exactly like his uncle, his great, great uncle Todd. <laughs> Do you remember Uncle Todd? He was from Indiana. We call him Indiana Uncle Todd. <laughs> Indiana uncle Indiana Todd. Todd. <laughs> uncle Indiana Todd Jones. <laughs> Just like the movie. Well, I just wanted to call and say hello. Yeah, want to go get your nails done next week? Sure. Yeah. Do you want to come on the on the porch and smoke cigarettes with me? <laughs> sure. Oh, it's so much fun. How old are you? Fifteen. Yeah, I started smoking when I was twelve. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> don't tell your mom. I won't tell her. You don't tell her. <laughs> Do you want to go to Laura Ashley and try on dresses? Oh, Laura ah, Ashley. Laura Ashley. They have the cutest little floral prints. <laughs> sure. Do you want to? You, you want a floral floral print muumu <laughs> with with big, sho- big shoulders that comes down to your ankles, all the girls are wearing them. <laughs> I'll pass on that one. Aw. Well, if you yeah. want to come over and tease your hair, I'll be happy to do that. You want to dye your hair? Yes. Uh-huh. Permit. Uh-huh. Permit, too. Oh, uh, that's wonderful. I, I dated a girl <laughs> named Laura once, and I likened her to, like, an Uma Thurman type. She was very tall and lanky. Uma Thurman was very popular back then, Pulp Fiction. Yes. I was young, 15, 16 years old. But I always thought of her like a kind of like an Uma Thurman character. That nice. was that was my avatar for her, right? Because she was long, tall, and lanky, and then she had this you know very long hair at the time. And so uh, after a number of conversations, I felt like she could be more Uma Thurman <laughs> if she would just cut her hair. Oh, no. So my like, mom like, cut like her straight hair. Bangs yeah, straight too. bangs. Yeah. Oh my so God. my mom cut her hair no. on the porch. Yeah. Oh, it was just. Oh, Lord. It was like a den of inequities going on at my house. My mom would just let anybody smoke cigarettes, like in the garage, on the porch if it was nice outside, in the garage if it wasn't nice outside. Okay, my yeah. dad would always be looking at her with, you know, loving, loving disapproval of everything that was going on in his household. Yes. Like, how did I lose control? Why oh, are you letting these children smoke cigarettes? <laughs> oh, Bill, stop. We were doing it when we were 12. <laughs> My dad's like, I didn't smoke cigarettes. <laughs> Never smoked. No, he actually did smoke oh. for a while, but he quit when he was he was very young. I'm getting concerned about the dating world because yeah. I'm starting to read about all these kids and how they're navigating the dating world, and I'm watching these television shows about the pregnancies and you know, the 14 <laughs> yeah. year olds that are pregnant, and it's making me nervous. Well, not that I'm not going to. You know, you're probably just nervous thinking about what you were like when you were dating age. I'm nervous that this, like, I'm <laughs> one day I'm going to be in the in the studio, like working on something, and then all of a sudden I'm going to hear this. <laughs> hey, Mr. Green, it's Frank. I'm here to take your daughter out. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> like a jeep with no doors. Yeah. <laughs> Roll bars. Down, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ed Hardy cutout shirt, yeah. I mean, mullets may be back in style by that point. Who knows? You know the way that, the, yeah, the way that fashion's cyclical. <laughs> That's right. You're very well. But I'm worried about, like, I think about the, some of the rules that we had when we were kids. Like, here was one of the rules when we were, and this is this is what I started going down the road a couple days ago. Yeah. When we were kids, we had this rule that you could not bring a girl into the bedroom under. Any circumstances, you mm-hmm. could not be alone in your bedroom, right? If yes. you were going to go in your bedroom, someone else had to be with you, preferably a parent, and then you certainly could not close the door. Right, no, no, there was no that was just the door. a huge no-no. <laughs> if they did let you go upstairs, yes. it was with the door open, uh-huh. and it was for a minute, right? It was to go up and, like, I don't know, show them the new shirt you got or something. Like, it wasn't yeah. that. And yet, we still found a way to run around and fuck. And I mean, like, I'm just so concerned about this because I'm like, oh, I think about the same thing my dad was probably thinking. The door's going to stay open. That way, yep. I know exactly what's going on in this house. Yep. And the truth was, is that, you know, my dad would be down in the office and I'd begin to blow job right <laughs> behind the door. And my dad would be like, well, is the door open? Yep. Sure is, Dad. Oh. <laughs> It sure is. Hi, Brian. It's your Hi, Brian. It's your mom. Yes, mom. Everything's fine. The door's open. I know. Or we just run down to the basement. That was the you know like we'd be down in the yeah, basement. Or there be- were some other parents that were out of town all the oh, time. Yeah. In high school, yeah. we used to have this one house that everybody would go to all of the time. It was this guy and his. He lived with his dad. Yeah. No mom was in the picture and the dad was out of town all the time. So his house was just like the party house and where things happened. When I was (laughs) 13, 14, uh, no, uh, 14, uh, freshman year. I don't know how old I was. Freshman year. 
our friend got his license, Phil, got his license, oh. like the day that school started the freshman year, because Ooh. he was one of those kids that was like, you know, the first, like the oldest kid in the grade, yes. right? Because you had to be, you know, 15 the day school started yeah, or whatever cutoff. it was. Yeah, the cutoff. And so he was like the, the first. He got his license the day ah. after freshman year started. And so his mom wow. gave him this little minivan to drive around, <laughs> nice. a Mitsubishi minivan that was yeah. basically hollowed out in the middle. It had two <laughs> captain's chairs and a bench in the back. And it was like, he was like, so it, I remember being there that first day he was driving around like on his own. a police van? Uh, almost. Yeah. Or, a, you know, a pedophile van. I'm not right. sure which it was, but we were, you know, we were 15. Right. We were just like kids ourselves. Wheels. Yeah, it's wheels. <laughs> That's right. We drove that thing around and while we went into, you know, gas station after gas station, buying yeah. packs and packs of cigarettes. And then, <laughs> right. you know, we were loading up on camel wides. Because Camo was really good at marketing to children. Right. So well, we, the cartoon. Yeah, I know. They had the cartoon Camel. You find yeah. the dick in the middle, and like you, know, you find the dick on the leg, and then you'd be like, "See." And and then they put out Camel Wides, and it was like a toy. You know, you know what I'm saying? It was like cool to have Camel Wides. I'm smoking a wide cigarette. It's giving me more cancer. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's giving me wider cancer. It's covering more of my lungs. Right. So no. Sooner do we get the do are we in our freshman year than there comes an opportunity that only comes around in a young man's life every once in a while. <laughs> right. And that is, is that the local church is having a lock-in, right? Ooh, a teenage lock-in. Right. There's going to be a bunch of chaperones <laughs> and the priests are going to be, you know, diddling little boys in the corner or whatever the fuck they were doing. And they were going to lock you in. And uh-huh. then, you know, it was they were going to watch movies and you're going to be up all night. You know, yes. I don't even know because I never went. So I don't know. Yeah. But. We had this idea that we could convince our parents. And the the church was literally at the front of my neighborhood, literally at the front of my neighborhood. You could walk from my house to this church. Uh And we convinced our parents that this was something we wanted to do. And my dad was like, I I promise you every parent was suspicious (laughs) of this, right? But we were going to Catholic high school. And my dad was like, you want to go to the... You want to go to the teen life lock-in? And I was like, oh, yeah, Dad. I'm, yeah, Jesus is cool, dude. Jesus, man. I want to go get some God in me. You know what I'm saying, yeah. Dad? And he was like, this sounds like a bunch this of shit. But like it's okay, It's at the front of the neighborhood. I mean, how much trouble could you get in, right? And so yeah. my dad was like, sure, you know, absolutely. And so then everybody decided they were going to tell their parents uh-huh. the same thing and and and. My friend Phil had the car. I hope you've told your parents and your your this <laughs> and you're not listening or they're not listening. Phil. <laughs> but we had another friend and his parents were much more strict. His dad was like a military guy and oh, his yeah. mom did not suffer bullshit. No bullshit. She right. was like on it. She knew She's everything like that the went tuner. on. Yeah. Like she was the, like the yeah, satellite. The, the Karen of the day, right? <laughs> yes. beep, 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 bullshit. Right. Beep, 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 trouble. You know, yeah. <laughs> she hated me from day one. She was like, I could just tell. You know, when you're a kid and you can just tell the parents yes. hate you? Yeah. I got that feeling a lot in my life. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get that. I got that so. feeling from my dad most of the time, too. <laughs> you didn't get that? Okay, well, I did. And so let me tell you, it's not a great feeling. No, I can imagine. So <laughs> this friend, which I won't say his name, but this friend says to his parents, I want to go to the Teen Life lock-in this weekend, mm-hmm. right? We, By the way, we have no plan on what we're going to do. We just know that we have a car. Their car. And, drive an, around. and a whole Friday night <laughs> yeah, exactly. to ourselves, right? Without any parental supervision. What are we going to do? I don't know. Woohoo! Drive around, smoke camel wines. <laughs> yes. So this friend tells his mom and dad this, and the dad was out of town because I think the dad was in the military. The dad was out of town, so the mom says, no, not unless I can talk to a chaperone or one of the other parents about this oh, because okay. I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. I don't believe for one fucking second <laughs> right, you want to go to rightly. the lock-in at the fucking church, <laughs> right. right? doesn't sound like any of you, and certainly not that Brian Green kid. Right. <laughs> it's just full of shit. I've seen him smoking yeah. camel wines. Yeah, he's got camel wines all over his breath. <laughs> he's, uh, he's gotten his dick wet. I know it. I know it. And so, this, so we're all on the, you know, we're all communicating about this. And he's like, I don't know what to do. Like, unless they can talk to another parent or his chaperone. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking put him on the phone with my dad. That's going to all blow up at that point. Right. I right. Just, now, I'm, now we're getting nervous. <laughs> to which someone replies, Brian, you're good at voices. You should just do it. Oh, and I wow. was like, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. Hello, this is Miss, this is Mr. <laughs> Uh, Peters, I'm going to be the chaperone. <laughs> yes. My son tells me there's a lock-in this weekend at your church. 
That's right, ma'am. A lock-in for Christ. Okay, and exactly what is going to be going on? Food and food and beverage, and I, I think we're going to do no sex, <laughs> definitely no sex, and absolutely no drugs. We will have them locked immediately in the facility. Hmm, interesting. And where is this located? At the church, ma'am. I know. What part of the church? Uh, it's going to be in the, the part of the church where we usually hold these things, which is in the back, located in the back. Hmm. And where are you from? What's your story? I'm one of the facilitators. I've been part of the church for a very long time. <laughs> I'm like a priest. I just don't – I'm not frocked. <laughs> oh, very interesting. Where did you grow up? Missouri. <laughs> oh, I don't even know. I've never known somebody from Missouri. It's a very nice place to visit during the summer, ma'am. Uh, will your son be able to attend our lock-in? I'm checking off the names right now. Like now all of a sudden I'm like, I just want to get off the phone because right, she's exactly. asking questions. And she went deep. She asked like 12 more questions about my personal life. Well, not my personal life, Mr. Peter's personal life. I don't even know who Mr. Peter's is. And I'm doing this fake fucking Southern accent. I'm from Chicago. And she finally goes like this. Well, I certainly appreciate you being candid. And I will talk to my son about this. Bye-bye. And I was like, oh, my God. Busted. Totally busted. She used the word candid in a fucking sentence. Who uses the word candid in a fucking sentence? No one, unless they know you're lying. Thank you for being candid. Right? I was like, oh, my God. Two hours later, we get the call. She said, yes, I can go. And I'm like, whoa. I was blown away. I'm sure I was moving in and out of the accent. I was probably doing some French, German, British accent. You know, <laughs> <Right>. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I'm from Missouri. Bonsoir. <laughs> Bonsoir, mi amigo. <laughs> Too sweet. Too sweet, hermana. <laughs> she says yes. Wow. Now. You pulled it off. Or did you? Yeah. Oh, I haven't heard the story. Now, heard the rest of the story. Friday night shows up. Here we are, Everyone's everyone is going to be dropped off at the church because that's where the lock-in is. Yeah. We don't even know one person who's attending, nor do we know any of the chaperones. We have not signed up for shit. We don't even know where we're supposed to be dropped off at, but everyone gets dropped off at around the same time. Let's call it 6 o'clock at night on a Friday. It's like autumn, right? So it's, you know, there's still sun- sunlight out. And so, okay, bye, you know. my I think it was my mom who dropped me off, you know. Yes. She's like. Hey, okay. Do you want me to? Do you, hey, Brian, do you want me to walk in with you? And I'm like, no, yeah. mom, it's okay. it's okay. I got it. You know, thanks very much. I don't want to be embarrassed. You know how it is, mom. I just want yeah. to be embarrassed. So I go and I walk up toward where the chaperones are all standing outside, welcoming these you know hordes of teenagers that are coming in. And then I take a right you and I hide dipped, behind the tree. Yeah, dipped out. I hide with my camel wide. I'm just smoking a camel wide out front of out front of the rectory. I'm like, I hope these kids show up. I'm fucked. I'm gonna sleep. I'm gonna sleep out in the tree. <laughs> Everyone shows up. Everyone kind of does the same move. We all get in Phil's van right. at the time, and and then we and then we go right along the and way. Somehow we have now picked up two girls uh-huh. too, right? Uh, girls I'm unfamiliar with, but they were girls, and we went and picked them up at some point during the evening. And now we're off, yeah. and we're all just kind of you know Joss, driving around, jostling around, around, in the, around back. the back. There's no seatbelts, no nothing. <laughs> Phil's taking turns Smoke at sixty pouring yeah. out of the window. And by the way, the Mitsubishi van has like it's like low to the ground. That, you know they say right. they have the the high the the low ride. This is really low ride, but it wasn't because it was cool. It was because that's how it that's was built. Made. It was a yeah. piece of shit. It was like a wagon with an engine on it. <laughs> it was, was. yeah, I and the those. engine was in the like in between the two front seats. Like you could lift up a panel and see the engine. You were. If you ever got into an accident in a Mitsubishi minivan, you were dead because yeah. it was basically like sitting in the front of a bus. Right. The engine was in the back and you were in the front and you just went flying. <laughs> anyway, so we drive around for a couple hours and now it's, it's, we're starting to realize we have no fucking place to stay. It is cold yeah. outside. It is getting cold outside. Like it's like, you know, in the third, it's in the 50s. Right. But in the 50s is cold. Yeah. So someone gets a wise idea. Let's camp. Well, of course, you know, <laughs> it's raining. So and we only have one tent and there's now there's six people and. So everyone bails except for me, the kid whose mom I spoke to, Phil, and this one young lady. Okay, right? okay. <laughs> we decide to go pull up under some fucking power wires somewhere, right? And just like in a parky kind of area, but like underneath the power wires. Yeah. It's 12, it's midnight. The doors aren't going to open at the lock-in until 9 o'clock, 9 a.m. is when they're going to open. So we have now nine hours it to kill. It sounded like a good idea. It sounded like a great idea. So now it's me... And 
Phil, if I remember correctly, it's me and Phil were sitting in the front seat, and this other kid and this girl are now making out in the back seat, right? And for nine fucking, and we can't turn the car on because we don't have enough gas. No one's oh, got money no. to pay for the gas. That's right. So for nine fucking hours, we're freezing cold in this goddamn Mitsubishi van, listening to somebody smack lips all night long. It's not even interesting, right? It's like you're like, oh, this is so sucks so much. We don't have a phone. There's no phone. Right, no, there's, there's no, no cell phone. Yeah. There's no magazine. It's just us kind of looking at just each other, going, "This is out. the stupidest fucking idea we ever had." What were we thinking? We should. We would have. And had, you can't yeah, go to church. We probably would have met hot. We probably would have met some hot girls. Had, at least had a piece of pizza and watched. <laughs> exactly. You know, Jesus comes lately or whatever they're playing on the fucking screen, right? We would have listened to the Teen Life band play God, God, Oh Jesus, God, or yes. whatever they play, and yeah. then we would have gone home. And you know, it was right near my house. So worst comes to worst, I just you know pop a lock and head on home. <laughs> Well, no, now I'm stuck in this fucking van for nine hours doing nothing but listening to my friend make out with some chick. I don't know. That could have been his best night ever. Jesus, probably was. He probably remembers that for the rest of his life. I remember it as being the coldest (laughs) night I ever had in my entire life. (laughs) Then we all got dropped off back in the morning. And then, you know, and then we all come popping back from the tree when the doors open out. And we're like, oh, hey, you know, my I think my dad picked me up and he's like, how was it? And I'm like, yeah, you know, kind of sucked, actually. <laughs> kind of sucked. And I think my dad knew. I think he yeah. knew. Yeah, he was like, mm, they, people, yeah. Parents I th- I think have he, a sense. I think he said something along the lines of, <laughs> it sounds, sometimes it sounds a lot better than it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the truth. <laughs> dad So are you knew. picturing your children doing this? I'm picturing my children doing <laughs> okay. everything that I did and yeah. it's scaring the shit out of me. Yes. Right? And uh-huh. I can only hope that they're sm- they're they're smart enough or lucky enough or in- stupid enough to get away with all of the shit that I got away with because uh, now there are applications, oh, yeah. there are pictures. There are, we were talking to a uh, talking to one of our writers, and she was saying that like now they're sending each other nudes when oh, they're yeah. fourteen and fifteen and sixteen years old. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking felony. You can go to jail for that shit. You can go to jail for being the parent that looks it up and goes, "Hey, you know, your you know, your yeah. son sent his cock to my daughter or whatever the hell it is." Yeah. That's the all, everything is so sensitive and it's so hard to navigate being a teenager in the first place. Oh, and now God. you've got all this other stuff. Yeah, uh, the sensory overload of just instant messaging and instant instant instant. She was telling us that her one of her kids was on that roulette, whatever that is, I you know, like chat roulette, chat roulette. Yeah. I, I have not even heard of that. I've been on Chatterbait, which is a whole different, <laughs> yeah. a whole different one altogether. <laughs> Chatterbait. It sounded like chat roulette was creepy. When we were working at Clear Channel, <laughs> Chatterbait came out. Chatterbait is this app. Chatter, chat roulette is basically this app where it's, you turn on your camera and it's you, and then up pops someone randomly around the world, and then you guys can start chatting, right? But as you can imagine, this is this gets you into all kind of fucking trouble. Well, right, especially she said when that you're her teenagers. Son yeah, was in the room with like with some, some dude, dude. in yeah. Germany, yeah, yeah, yeah. some sixty-two like, year old dude, and the guy had his shirt off, <laughs> and he was like, God. "Welcome, Avidazen, <laughs> Avidazen, let me see Jeez. your little whiskey ball." <laughs> I want to see your little schmooky schmucks. <laughs> Let me see your schnitzel. <laughs> this is called schnitzel room. <laughs> we show each other schnitzels. <laughs> and so it is really scary. And then I think about like taking the next step. Then there's chatter bait. And the, the thing is, is that I can try all I want to get these. We have a son that's two and a half years old and he knows how to work the iPad better than I oh, do. Yeah. And the, 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 tough part about growing children growing children in this day and age <laughs> is that you can't keep them away from the screens they're everywhere mm-hmm. so on occasion we will give him the ipad we actually started taking the ipad away we don't give him the ipad anymore but we were giving him the ipad yes. for 15 minutes and he would he would be able to listen to spotify and sonos listen to his music that's what he wants to do he loves his music but he started being able to get on in, on YouTube, and he was watching those fucking videos of the people that open the prizes, oh, you know, right. the eggs and those stuff. Those things are huge. These people are making millions yeah, of dollars just opening crazy. up fucking opening toys. Presents. <clears throat> <laughs> opening presents. That's all they do. They open eggs, these eggs that have shit in them. Like, I don't even... I don't, they speak a secret <laughs> language, and they talk in weird languages. They're brainwashing my child. I'm sure of it, you know? But, right. And the funny thing is, is that these people are making these videos. They never show their faces. They only show their hands. And they are getting hundreds of millions of views a month. They're making millions of dollars. My son watching them open up a fucking egg. I can open up a fucking egg. I know, what am I right? doing here at the commercial break? <laughs> yeah. Struggling to make a dollar fifty-two. 
<laughs> you know, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I could, could Maybe we should open start up opening eggs. up eggs on the podcast. The commercial break, episode 50, whatever it is, the next episode is going to be us <laughs> opening up eggs. to eggs. That's it. Just eggs all day long. Oh, look, it's Mickey. Congratulations. Here you go. <laughs> we give him this iPad, and he gets on YouTube. And I said, no with the YouTube. I am not going to allow you to watch YouTube. YouTube, mm. YouTube is a machine that will just show you random shit, and its, me- it's, it's whole purpose is to drive you to think, to watch more, to watch, watch more, more, watch yes. more, watch more. yes. So I take YouTube off of the thing. Yeah. Well, guess what? Within a day and a half, he has oh. now figured out how to get on YouTube on the internet. Really? He can't even spell his own name. <laughs> right. And he knows how to get on YouTube. Oh, my God. And so I'm like, well, that's it. iPad's gone. But I can't protect them forever. No. Eventually, they're going to be there. And now you got these fucking applications like Chatterbait. Chatterbait is one purpose and one purpose only. I'm sure you can figure it out. Is a masturbation chat roulette. Oh, that's all yeah. it is, which I have been on. And during our you Clear Channel days, I was a performer. <laughs> I was known as 33P. <laughs> This is my sign for the band. Hey, <laughs> check that out on YouTube slash the commercial break. Um, and so when we were at Clear Channel, this thing came out and I saw yeah. an article about it. And yes. I was like, you know, on our work computer, I was nice. like, oh, this is probably why I got let go. <laughs> right. Yes. So I, you know, I type up, 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 no, up, up. The up. IT guy was going to strip clubs at lunch. Uh, so yeah, I remember yeah. that. I don't want to say too much because he's an IT guy and <laughs> yes. he probably still has a locator on my phone <laughs> 30, 13 years later. Uh, but while he was a nice guy, he mm-hmm. was the definition of an IT guy. He was like back in his little hole in the server center yes. watching what everyone was doing <laughs> on their computers, right. including me, as I was scrolling through Chatterbait. And for every 22 cocks, you got one saggy tit. That was it. Or two girls that were like would flash you and then turn and then turn it off. Oh. Right. They would be yeah, under the night. They were just fucking with people. Yeah. Right. And I was like, well, this is a stupid app. But now I'm thinking, oh, my God, my children could be. Watching or on there. Or uh, either or. <laughs> yeah. What does it matter? I mean, look at this guy. I'm not a cat. That guy is going to be known forever as I'm not the cat guy. What yeah. if my son does something stupid and it gets put on video and then forever and ever and ever. Amen. That's the thing. This commercial break will live on forever somewhere. It's yes. going to be like five ninth Avenue project somewhere. Somehow it's going to be on. For- Chrissy just looked like, oh, <laughs> shit. I think. Oh, yeah. She's that's like, right. Thank God we <laughs> have not signed forever. paperwork. Yeah, that's right. Lives forever. <laughs> We should start opening up eggs. I think that's a better route to go. I was fast forwarding like 40 years. If I should be so lucky to live, then I mean, watching this is going to be fun. This is going to be a riot at 90. (laughs) Or we're going to be like, what were we doing? I know. Or I'm just going to have Alzheimer's and be like, oh. Is that me? (laughs) Is that Chatterbait? (laughs) Who's that that sunburnt guy? (laughs) Who's that guy that looks like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? <laughs> oh, he's the old singer from 33P, oh, Grandpa. The, uh, he's the old 33P singer, Grandpa. And front man. I love 33P. <laughs> Still the best band that ever lived. That's right. Their second album, Four Inches to Funk. <laughs> For those of you who have not known, I don't want to make... I, I, I oftentimes complain about podcasts doing this, so I won't do it. But 33P... 33 Willie was the name of my first <laughs> band in, in high school. And we were talking about it a couple episodes ago. Yeah. And I said, what a fucking ridiculous name. And I thought it was so important. I was just fought for it. I was like, 33 Willie, man. It's the coolest one. Don't you get it? And they're like, no, it's like a number on your T-shirt and a cock. Where did the Willie yeah, come the, from? It came from the car, Willie, like the oh. 1933 Ford Willie. Oh, okay. That's the name what it is. That's how I got 33 Willie. But everyone, but no one else fucking knew that. And by the way, that box was sitting in our practice room. I heard his dad, like one of our band members' dads, like to like make the toy cars, like the collectible yeah, the toy cars. cars. Yeah, and I just saw it. I just saw, you know, and also in this collection available, a 33 Ford Willie. And I was like, 33 Willie. 33 mm, that's cock. That's a cool <laughs> Yeah, that's a cool name, man. That means something. It's yeah. dramatic and sensitive. And <laughs> women are going to go, wow, 33 Willie. <laughs> <laughs> 33. <laughs> this is the stupidest fucking name ever. And I don't know why I was so married to it. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. We could have been something. <laughs> we could have gone somewhere. We could have been. We could have been if I we just if I just would have let go of the 33 Willie. It all started off wrong. We called the rec room for that first. 
appearance. And I said, and he said, well, what's the name of your band? 33 Willie. Oh, we're going to have fun with you Come on, on Thursday, three o'clock. By the way, I later learned that the record wasn't even open at three o'clock. We were playing to nobody. He was just like, hey, come on in Thursday, 3 o'clock. Because a huge crowd every Thursday. It was him and six of his buddies. Goes, These guys are named 33 Penis. <laughs> Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Jack, this yeah. guy. Oh, he just fell off the stage. <laughs> oh, so dramatic. He just fell off the stage. Dying on the street. <laughs> did he just fall off the stage? He did. Wow, 33, 33 penis leaves it all out on the stage. They leave it all out there. Shoot your shot, 33 penis. Shoot your shot. I'm picturing this like a smoky, yes, it is. dark. Yeah, because you can yeah. smoke cigarettes and it's dark. and like yes. Just like this, the lighting back here, but there's no front lighting. And so, you know, and the guy behind the board is like, I don't give a fuck about 33 penis. What I fucking care about 33 Shaft and their stupid songs. It's like another Eddie Vedder wannabe, like every other asshole who comes in here, you know? And I'm like, check, 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 check. Are we doing check. sound check? And he's like, no, no, you're actually 12 minutes into your seven minutes. <laughs> we got to get the next band on <laughs> 62 cock <laughs> 60, 62, 62 balls is coming up next <laughs> so you can get off the stage 88 balls, it. 88 balls. <laughs> so there I was <laughs> so there I was with 33 feet it's behind me and I got my red Stratocaster and I'm like, you know, it's all just dramatic song. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm so dramatic. When you go back and listen to those songs, the lyrics are so dramatic. Like, literally. I really want to hear this. I just can't let it happen. <laughs> I, I do. First of all, I don't have any old 33 Willie stuff. There's only one man in the world who owns that, and that's the old drummer. And he has, like, he has the CD and the tape. And I the, thought Kevin brought you something. Kevin brought me a different band altogether. Oh, you're in another I, band. I don't want to mention that name because I don't even think i have the copyright to that music but, <laughs> so i don't want to get the hunt started because then i mean right. you know what i'm saying like i don't want to open that the can hunt. of worms yeah but uh but i was the singer of that band for a while and kevin found an old practice tape yeah and man is it fucking horrific i mean it is just <laughs> horrific and the lyrics are just ridiculous it's like brian what were you thinking back then why is you know it made sense back then it felt felt right it, it felt right yeah <laughs> in the, from the heart <laughs> or from the penis in, <laughs> came it, that came straight from the penis in the age of bare naked ladies and mark mcgrath one man cut through the bullshit brian green and 33 penis <laughs> tell us what it tell us what this new album's all about it's me going back to my penis chakra and it's, i feel like this one's more dramatic than the last one is that even possible <laughs> The other one is pretty dramatic, Brian. I literally wrote a song about a girl dying on the front lawn. Oh, God. <laughs> like she was doing heroin and died on the front lawn. And then she died on the front lawn. And and but I got the same reaction from everybody that's heard the music. Like the one time we played the house party that was it was really just six other people, and I think they came to hear like some house music, right? Like yeah. some party music. These guys are gonna rock, whatever you know. Get down, races, sing this song. President of the United States. And then what they got was you know, can you turn off the lights? Can you turn off the fan light? Just meanwhile, it's noon, like going in the house. We want some dramatic effect, you know, and then Brian comes out with this bullshit and they're like, wow, this is a, this is dramatic. Like, I don't know. I was just hoping to come here and have a beer and hook up with my underage girlfriend. I don't, I don't. Uh, uh, 33 penis has yet again dominated another conversation. So sorry. How do we even get back on 33, Willie? What's that? I don't know. That's what happens in the show. The new tagline is a break from reality and into absurdity. We're Step, living up. We're living up to the. We make promises we keep here at 30. Uh, excuse me. At, at the commercial break. The commercial penis here. Here at the commercial penis. <laughs> Betterhelp.com slash commercial break for 10% off your first month of therapy. Thanks for sponsoring the show today. 
BetterHelp.com. TCBpodcast.com. The brand new TCBpodcast.com is where you can go to find the entire media library, read show notes, find out more about Chrissy and I. 470-584-8449 is where you can text us. If you need a clubhouse invite, if you want to find out more information about us, you want to share us, share an idea for the the show, whatever you want to do, hit us up. 470-584-8449. And... At the commercial break on Instagram, we have a link tree to all of our pertinence, all of our socials, Clubhouse, all that. It's all out there. Yep. Join the commercial break club on Clubhouse to get access to the live shows, the shows we will be recording live in Clubhouse in the second week in April 2021, in case you're listening to this in 2026. (laughs) In case I'm listening back to this in 2050, this is happening in 2021. Right. Uh, Good to clarify. Yeah. And and that's it. That's all I got to say. Oh, join the Comedy Podcast Club if you get a chance too. It's a club that I started to support comedy podcasts. Yeah. The whole category. Yeah. A lot of cool people are joining that too. And there's a lot of good stuff, a lot of great stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know about it, probably the best place to learn is on social media at the commercial break. There's only so much we can get into here in the show. And I don't want to make it 15 minutes of show liners. So yeah. that's it. Sounds well, good. thanks. It's been another fantastic episode about my penis. Yes. <laughs> and who's going to argue with that? <laughs> I love you. I love you. Until next time. Bye. Bye. This episode is sponsored in part by DraftKings Casino. It's springtime. Warmer weather is here. Maybe you're dreaming about relaxing by the beach. Maybe you're going to get together with friends by the pool. Or maybe you just want to chill out in your own bedroom. That's why DraftKings Casino is the perfect app to have on your phone or tablet. DraftKings Casino has the games you love to play like blackjack and roulette. And even a few of your TV favorites like $100,000 Pyramid. The excitement is endless. The vibes are right. And the cash prizes could be huge. New players start with just 5 bucks and get $100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use the code commercial to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or you can visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 21 plus. Physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. Eligibility and other restrictions apply. One per opt-in new customer. $5 wager required. Max $100 in casino credits awarded, which require a one-time playthrough within 168 hours. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash promos. Restrictions do apply. Again, download the app and use the code commercial to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The Commercial Break. New episodes on Tuesdays and now Fridays. New YouTube clips drop daily at youtube.com slash the commercial break. Visit tcbpodcast.com for access to our entire media library. Follow us at the Commercial Break on Instagram and join the Commercial Break Club on Clubhouse to join in live recordings. Each episode is written and produced by Brian Green, co-hosted by Chrissy Hoadley, with additional content provided by Tina Cano.